Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. And it is 8.02 p.m. here Saturday on the 19th of February. Thank you for joining me this evening. everybody doing? Hope everybody out there has had a good week. It's the weekend, finally. And yes, I was supposed to do a show last night, but I got home late from work, so I apologize. So I updated it till now at 8 p.m. here on Saturday. Saturday. This also, this weekend, is a long weekend for those who are recognizing it as Family Day on Monday. That a lot of businesses um, will recognize Family Day on Monday and people will have the day off, but of course there's other places that will have to work still, I guess, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, not everybody gets a holiday, you know, on when it is holidays, depending on what you do for a living, but uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, I'm your host Doug from Ontario, Canada, I hope you had a good week. Uh, we're into the weekend, well I can tell you, you know, the last couple of days here in Ontario, Man, the weather has not been has not been pleasant in that. So, um, yeah, was it? Uh, oh gosh, Thursday, um, we had uh, somewhat of a storm um, blow through here, and uh, yeah, made it. Uh, Made it quite treacherous for 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 uh, motorists out there, or anybody who was going to be out and about doing your things after work, shopping, or whatever you're doing. And then uh, Friday was a little bit better out there. And then, of course, you know the wind has picked up today, and it just just uh, is blowing the snow all over the place. Um, but the weather's supposed to get better coming into the into the. Uh, coming week but uh also like i said this weekend um is a long weekend um for a lot of people um and and for for companies who is going to recognize monday as family day uh i think it was the provincial government that actually threw in this holiday you know because it's kind of a it was kind of a long stretch between, you know, Christmas break and then, you know, right to the March break, which is, you know, about the middle of March. So they threw in another long weekend. So, yeah, so a lot of people will have Monday off for those companies that 
are doing that. I will be off on on Monday, um, recognizing um, Family Day. So um, a lot of things right now, too, are changing um, here across Ontario. Now, every single province and territory in this country of Canada are, are lifting their, their restrictions as they see fit. Some are lifting more than others. Now, all this stuff going on, you know, especially in Ottawa, you know, uh, with, with this Karen Carnival, you know, um, these restrictions, you know, they were talking about, you know, they, they, they were talking about this for weeks, for weeks, for weeks, for weeks of, of what they were going to do. So the province of Ontario, where I reside, starting two days ago on February the 17th. This was increasing social gathering limits to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. I mean, if you have a backyard enough for 100 people, good for you. So it's 50 people indoors. You have 50 people in your house if you like. Increasing organized public events to, to 50 people indoors with no limit outdoors. Removing capacity limits in the following indoor public settings where the proof of vaccination is required, including, but not limited to. Restaurants, bars, and other food and drink establishments without dance facilities. Right? So all your restaurants you love to go eat at, lifting the restrictions. Bars, lifting the restrictions. All your food and drink establishments, you know, Wendy's, McDonald's, Harvey's, Burger King, you know, all those kind of little restaurants. You know, full capacity. Non-spectator arenas and sport recreational facilities, including, including gyms and uh, cinemas. Meeting event spaces, including conference centers and convention centers, casinos, bingo halls, and other gaming establishments. And other indoor areas of settings that choose to opt out of the proof of vaccination requirements allowing 50% of the usual seating capacity in sporting arenas. Now, I, I think it's, uh, um, Alberta, they have full capacity in the sporting events. So in the national hockey league, they have full capacity in their arenas. I think Manitoba as well. Here, here in Ontario, they're moving it up to 50%. So, you know, you're going to have 10,000 people at a hockey game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Starting March 1st, lifting capacity limits of all remaining indoor public settings. Lifting proof of vaccination requirements for all settings at that time, business in other settings may choose to continue to require proof of vaccination. That'll be left up to the business. If they decide that they feel that they still want to initiate that, then they can. 
And there's a lot about there's a lot of talk about that too on both sides, obviously. But you know, a lot of people are out there talking about it that you know, you know, I'm vaccinated. I feel safer sitting with vaccinated people than I do having unvaccinated people in the same restaurant. And who knows? Maybe they'll just all restaurants will decide. Okay, you know what? We don't need the vaccine passport. Spring is coming anyways. Weather is going to eventually going to get really nice. Going to have the outdoor patios opened up. Masking requirements will remain in place at this time with a specific timeline to lift this measures to be communicated at a later date. And they're talking mid-March. That they could lift all the masking requirements. Then I think by April 1st, and no, it won't be an April Fool's joke, that all restrictions will be lifted. But that was never good enough. That was never good enough for these occupiers at this Karen Carnival in Ottawa. That was not good enough. How, what I just said, how was this not good enough? Well, I'll tell you now that the Karen Carnival has left town. With the federal government enacting the Federal Emergency Act, And for a lot of different reasons. Now I can see, you know, more people up in arms, you know, when, when, you know, for the first time that, you know, um, since, since this federal emergency, um, act, um, you know, was, was changed originally because originally it was the, uh, the, um, the federal, uh, emergency war act back when uh justin trudeau's father pierre trudeau was prime minister of this country and in 1970 his father enacted the federal emergency war act now going i mean doing the during the federal emergency act um, under this prime minister is the first time um, because, you know, it, it has, it's, it's changed and there's a lot of different things in there. So the first time that this been, it's been enacted, you know, hey, they could have had the military too. But he made it very clear that the military was not going to be involved in this. So part of this emergency act is is um, infrastructure. 
financial, economic, and law and order. You know, somehow a lot of things went wrong really fast, really fast. Right from the get go, not, you know, from, from the, from the municipality to the, to the provincial, to the federal, you know, somehow not maybe not fully understand this, the implication or maybe not understanding, you know, um, what was on the minds of these protesters rolling across Canada We're talking, uh, we're talking, we're talking a convoy of vehicles, including large trucks that would take you an hour to pass it. Not prepared. They knew that this convoy was rolling across Canada, starting out in, in BC. You know, maybe, you know, yeah, you know, they'll come for the weekend, stay for the weekend, do the thing and leave. Oh, no. Some, there was mis- miscommunications all over the place, but there was no miscommunications amongst the organizers. Tamara Litch, one of the organizers, far-right separatist. Patrick King, far-right extremist racist. Barber, well, he's an extremist. He's just a far-right extremist, anti, anti-government. Had a brilliant, I mean, you know, they had a brilliant idea. We'll piggyback on the back of the truckers for our own cause. We'll get this GoFundMe going and we'll raise all this money, apparently for the truckers, for food, fuel, and lodging. That's what they want you to believe. Now you just think of these people I just told you who they are. So the first GoFundMe, what did they raise? $10 million? And then as things started to unfold, protesters bringing in in the Confederate flag, bringing in the uh, Wastika flags, they were jumping all over the war memorial jumping like the war memorial, which also is, is the uh, tomb of the unknown soldier, jumping up and down on that, defecating 
on it, defacing other national monuments, just a lot of lawlessness, harassing people. Some of the protesters even went as far as going to the homeless shelter and demanding food, hurling insults and racial slurs at the people that work there. Harassing people who were trying to just to go amongst, amongst their business. So you know what happened to that GoFundMe? Well, they got a million dollars of it, right? So then GoFundMe after, you know, the investigations and everything, and then GoFundMe's got the real story. GoFundMe shuts it down. No more money. Then they started to this, this other one, they started up, uh, give, send, go raised something like $9.8 million. That got shut down. And then they're like, oh, Canada can't tell us what to do and stuff like that. Um, We have laws here and that's the way it is. If you don't like our laws, too bad. And then they started with the the cryptocurrency. That got halted. And then they had another one. Um, uh, what was it? the other one was something like um, um, adopt a trucker. All this stuff got got shut down. So when this, when the federal emergency act was enacted, all that money has been seized. Even that first million dollars that they got from, um, through, uh, GoFundMe. The organizers, All that money, their bank of their bank accounts have been frozen. So far on date, there's been 76 accounts frozen in relation to these protests. One of the organizers, he met his bail conditions. And he is on his way back home with conditions to the organizers had their bail hearings today and they're being held over until Tuesday. So two of them were, are still going to be remanded in custody. Now, over this past weekend, um, through like Thursday, Friday, um, with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Ontario Provincial Police, 
the Ottawa Police Services, and other police services across the entire country. The big tow truck wreckers, all involved in clearing these streets in Ottawa. Now you may have seen all this stuff there on, on, on the uh, on your television or social medias. You know, you saw Wellington, as known as Wellington Street, where the majority of the vehicles and transport trucks were blockading the road for weeks on end. Gone. Some left on their own free will. And before the police action started, you know, you know, I guess they didn't take it serious enough. Seizing these vehicles, arresting them, and towing those vehicles away. And even the ones that drove out on their own free will, License plates were recorded, and they're even talking today that even, even so that you decided to leave, that there still could be penalties for you, like not being able to renew your driver's license when it comes time to do that. They're talking about forfeiture on these vehicles that they've towed already, towed already and these transport trucks that they've towed out of there already. That these vehicles will not be returned to their owners. Corporate accounts, meaning when I, when I say bank accounts frozen, even corporate accounts, and that's those, see these truckers down there, they're owner operators. So they put their own truck on with a company. And if, in fact, if they're still employed with these companies. So corporate accounts being frozen means that the, the, the trucking companies that they drove for, they also could have their accounts frozen. If, in fact, they have an owner operator down there and they've done nothing about it, then their corporate accounts could be frozen too. I mean, how can how can somebody be not be at, not be at work for twenty two days? It's not holidays. You gonna tell you gonna tell your boss that you're going to a protest for twenty two days? I mean, vacation time's only like two weeks. And sometimes you don't get two weeks back to back. Because other employees have to have holidays too. Depending on how a vacation works for the company that you work for. So these, so, you know, these restrictions, you know, were already in motion 
But like I said, they wanted this yesterday. And their and, and their demands was, was just absolutely ridiculous. That they they think that they could have even formed a coalition with the the Conservative Party and, and the Quebec Bloc. And and they think that the the Governor General, you know, could could you know abolish the government or the government abolishes its itself. I mean, that would not even happen. The whole time, you know, weekend after weekend, you know, just when, you know, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, getting things organized and everything else like that to, you know, to clear this circus out of town. And the then police chief of, of the Ottawa Police Services saying, we need more resources, we need more officers. Different jurisdictions around Ottawa, because Ottawa is the capital of Canada. So you, you, got, you got the, the RCMP has got a, a jurisdiction around Ottawa. Then you got the Ontario Provincial Police, they got a jurisdiction. And then you got the Ottawa Police Services, they got a jurisdiction. And they don't go into each other's jurisdictions. So I guess the only way to make this happen and to increase these resources and without the use of the military was to enact the federal Emergency Act. So that the federal agencies can cross over into provincial and enforce provincial laws. Now what are these 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 leftover protesters? Down there in Ottawa, I don't even know why you're there. You know, your, your heroes went to zeros. And yet you're holding what line? There's no line to hold. And as you can clearly see that the wreckers are getting in there and they're hooking up to the big rigs and any other vehicles that they're going to be hooking up to and dragging them out of there. There's something like 175 arrests so far. They have cordoned off like a complete circle. Uh, like almost like a four or five block radius. That you're not even supposed to go in there. People, you know, people, you, you have to understand something. And, I, and, I, and, and I've heard it from a lot of people. And, you know, 
uh, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the United States, I was reading an article the other day and um, I can't remember her name, but she was, she was the, um, uh, uh, what should we call it? Um, for the Toronto Trump, uh, Donald Trump administration, she'd come out in the, uh, out in the podium and talk about what the government's doing. Anyways, she's weighing in on this. I guess, you know, have this little lady discussion with whatever they do and stuff like that. You think, you know, Canadian politics and you think, you know, Canadian law. When in fact you don't, you're weighing in on something that you know nothing about. Yes, in a democracy, you can have a protest. This was a blockade. Meaning that blocking all the roadways down there with tractor trailers and, and other equipment that they could find and it was like that, the blocks like that. Nobody can block a roadway with anything. You can't stop your car or truck in the middle of the street, put up blockades and sit there. Under the Highway Traffic Act, you cannot do that. Now, normal people who protest, they come for the day, they say their peace, and away they go. You know, they... <laughs> Oh man, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I had a laugh because, you know, they had bouncy castles down there. They had hot tubs down there. You know, they, they music blaring all day. They had, uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too, too surprised if they had, you know, candy floss and candy apples, circus music playing. An occupation and a protest are two different things. And if people can't get that through their thick skull, I don't know what to tell you. You cannot occupy and, and block areas for days on end. And they talk about your rights and freedoms. Nobody else could use that space down there. Only these occupiers could have that space down there. Nobody else could have that space down there. Unless you want to join in that occupation. Then you have businesses down there that could open, but could not open. Because they were all blocked in. 
the Centertown Mall down there. Imagine how many businesses are in a mall and how many people work in a mall. They couldn't go to work. No restaurants or any businesses could open up down there, but yet they could open up. And this blockade, these, you know, they, pre- they prevent it from these business to open up and their whole idea is that we drop all mandates and restrictions. Well, when you're restricting somebody, how does that work? Because nobody has the right to restrict or block, prevent you from moving Nobody has the right to cause harm to anybody in any way or form. But yet these organizers, the protesters down there didn't see it that way. Liberties and freedoms. Lost all your freedoms. I don't know really how you lost them. Absolutely ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. Now you look at the people out there that thinking, you know, the trucker, the truckers are going to be the heroes. This is a small, this is a small fringe at ten percent of the industry, maybe even less than that. Throwing a tantrum. 90% of the industry is, is, vaccinated, is vaccinated. And I'm in the industry. I am a trucker. And I am vaccinated. Not because of the mandates. Because of my choice. Mandates and restrictions are not forever. Oh, then they're throwing out the word oppression. You haven't even lived under oppression. Ever. Like I said before. Go live in North Korea. Go live in China. Go live in Russia. Look what's look what's gonna happen, and potentially it's gonna happen in Ukraine. It's its own little place, has a democracy, even has a president. Separated from Russia, but oh no, Putin wants that back. And he's going to use military might to take it back. And then they'll be living in oppression. I mean, who has the 
who, who has the right to invade a sovereign country? Ukraine is a sovereign country. And you talk about your freedoms and your liberties and your rights. See, people, what people do, what people do is they just pick and choose out of the freedom and charters what suits them. Who cares about everybody else? Who cares about everybody else's freedoms and liberties? They just take out what they're, that suits their best interest. That's it. Just, just freedom, just freedom for them. I gotta laugh. I mean, every time, you know, you know, I hear about, you know, uh, uh, even even some polit- politicians in, in, in the news media in the United States weighing in on, on what's going on here in Canada when you have no idea and no understanding of our rules and regulations and laws in this country. We saw the lawlessness on January the 6th of 2021. The insurrection. And then the President of the United States, Diaper Don, did nothing. Nothing. Seven people died. What did, what, what did Diaper Don do? Not a goddamn thing. Did he ever come out and, and, and offer the condolences to those families that lost loved ones in that insurrection on the Capitol? Nope. No, what does he do? Oh, the protesters, they, they, were, they, were, so, they were poorly treated. So poorly treated. They're treated so poorly. Then he, then he says, if I were to run again and win, I would give them all a pardon. What kind of message is that sending? What kind of message is that sending? Unbelievable. All I can say, ladies and gentlemen, to the people in the United States and elsewhere around the world, you're weighing in on something you had no nothing, you know nothing about. You can have your opinion, but mind your business. This, you know, when they had the barricades 
at the borders. And the busiest crossing is Windsor and Detroit, Michigan crossing. It's the busiest in North America. How that was allowed to go on for five days is, is just way beyond. I can't even even fathom how fathom how how that was able to go on that long. And the implications it would start to have on the economies on both sides of the border, not just here in Canada, but also in into Michigan, into Ohio, into Indiana. And even further down. And then you had the border crossing in, in, in Saskatchewan, in Coote, Southern Saskatchewan, or, or Alberta, I'm sorry. And luckily, luckily, even before the Federal Emergency Act, Federal Emergency Act was enacted, luckily they got tipped off that these far right extremists had weapons. Massive weapons, artillery, and even body armor. Luckily, they found this. Blocking these international borders. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, right even right now, even even today, I mean, you know, there's been some more attempts. But it isn't going to happen. We have trade with the United States. Who is Canada's bigger trade biggest trade partner? United States. Who is the United States' biggest trade partner? Canada. Not China. Canada. And people think that this is okay. And people think that this is okay uh, uh, for that occupation in Ottawa. Calling it a protest. How the hell is that a protest? You're occupying. It's not a protest. Protest, you walk around, bouncing your sign up and down in front of you so everybody can see it and put it on the media so everybody can see what you got on your sign. You know, marching around in a circle or going up and down the street. And then you go home. That's a protest. Blockading and blocking uh, 400 vehicles, blocking roadways. How the hell is that a protest? How that? How in the hell is that an, a, a legal protest? For weeks on end, harassing the people who live there. Now I'm sure you wouldn't you wouldn't appreciate that in your neighborhood. 
for nearly three, well, three weeks. Could you imagine that? Going all hours of the night and all hours of day in your neighborhood. Blockading off your streets, blockading off of places that you need to get to and you can't. Would you call that a protest or would you call that an occupation? Because it's sure in the hell ain't a protest. See, there's a debate going on in the House of Commons over this weekend about the Federal Emergency Act. Even though he, even though he enacted it, it comes into effect, it still has to go through the House of Commons. The Liberal federal government only needs the NDP party for their vote and they already have that. Civil liberty committees and stuff like that, you know, they file the court order and everything, they go to court to have this Federal Emergency Act stopped and all this stuff like that. Go right ahead. Everybody gets a day in court. When we're talking millions of, uh, of millions and millions of dollars, you know, with, with, the, with the border blockades and stuff like that, you're talking like 400 million a day. You think corporations, like the big three automakers, do you think that they're going to put up with that? A lot of, of their operation is on-time deliveries, like a twenty, like a twenty-four hour to twenty-four to forty-eight hours delivery time. In order to keep the the the, the plant up and running and the shift going, not only did that affect it on, on the Canadian side in, in the auto industry, but also on the American side. Because the parts go back and forth between Canada and the United States. So people out there okay with this? Well, as long as it doesn't affect you, I guess it's all right. As long as you're going to work and making a paycheck, who gives a shit about everybody else, right? Well, you think these people down there in Ottawa, they're going to work, you think they're making uh, the auto workers wages? They make a minimum wage, anywhere from 15 to $17 an hour, and they haven't been going to work because they couldn't. The occupiers down there, they didn't give a shit about these people that got to pay rent. They got to have their, their, you know, their necessities. They didn't give a shit about that. 
businesses have to operate. Businesses, you know, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, everybody has had their problems throughout this whole pandemic. Everybody has. But then still preventing businesses from opening up because you're going to blockade five blocks of, of Ottawa. Pull your big trucks in, into, into neighborhoods and block off all those streets too. I'm talking about blockading the borders or pinning truckers against truckers. You know, the not I'll tell you who the heroes here are, ladies and gentlemen. And the, and the first heroes on the docket, here are the doctors and nurses. And then the truckers. Those truckers who, by the way, didn't get vaccinated because it because it was, it was as, a, as a mandate. They chose to get vaccinated. Ninety percent of the industry, and then these truckers. So that, that that fringe of truckers, then they want you to believe. They want you to believe that they can't work because of these vaccine mandates. When in fact they can. Freight gets delivered across the country, coast to coast. There's no shortage of work in this industry. I said this before, just like just like in the United States, truckers in the United States they choose they chose just to stay in the United States and and, and drive across the country. Northeast, west, and south. And you have truckers that come into Canada. We have truckers that do the same thing here in Canada. Northeast, west, and south. They stay in Canada. They don't cross the border. So don't tell me these truckers can't work. Because they damn well can. Oh, it's Trudeau's fault I don't have a job anymore. No, you just, you know, it's not. It's not that, you know, you know, they want you to cry. They want you to cry them a river. Crime a lake, crime an ocean for all I care. But my eyes are staying dry. I'm not going to shed a tear for them. Because they could, they could work. And that's what they want you to believe that they couldn't work. And then these organizers want you to believe Oh, no, you know, we're raising this money for the truckers. Far-right separatists. Far-right white supremacy. What the hell do you think they're raising this money for? Raising this money for their own political agenda. How much money, if any money, you think you would have went to these truckers? 
And you get these far-right radicals, extremists, and separatists as the organizers. You'd have to have rocks in your head to thinking that they'd even get a dime of it. I didn't support this right from the get-go because I've heard of these people before and I read up about them. Who these organizers are. Well, two of them are still sitting in jail. And this is the long weekend. I don't know if Alberta or or um, Manitoba or, or British Columbia recognize Family Day, but here in Ontario we recognize Family Day, so it's a long weekend this weekend. So if they did recognize it, well, they get to spend a long weekend in a jail cell. Looks good on them. You know, she was really sad too, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, with, with everything that's happened over the last couple of years and, you know, with this uh, here in Canada, with this Federal Emergency Act, it's not only, you know, it's um, really pinning, you know, even family members against family members and friends against friends and, and people be, uh, be, uh, befriending people on Facebook and social medias and stuff like that because they don't see the same same thing. You know, it's a real shame that, you know, we just can't, you know, sort of just have some sort of, you know, an understanding of one another. You know, these are my views. Those are your views. You know, fine, that's it. Let's just carry on. But no, that's not that's not what's happening in some cases. That's a real shame. I'm not afraid to voice my opinion and to tell you that I am for this Federal Emergency Act. I am for this vaccination, and I am for these vaccine passports. That's who I am. I will support a good cause. I do not support an occupation. You know, it's a real crying shame that it took a citizen of Ottawa and not the city of Ottawa to even go get an injunction on the noise. A citizen of the city of Ottawa took the initiative to have a start a class action lawsuit also against these protesters and to get an injunction of the stop the noise blaring of the truck horns a citizen 
The mayor could have went and did that. That's why you have a government in, in the city. That's why you have a municipal, a municipal government. But a citizen's got to step up and do it. Good for her. There's something like a 304, maybe three, no, it's actually a little bit more of that, something like $310 million lawsuit going on against these organizers and protesters. And that's even going to get even much bigger. And I think that even the businesses in the, in, in the Centertown Mall and all the employees and all these restaurants and all these employees should also jump on that bandwagon of that class action lawsuit. These organizers, their troubles, their problems are just beginning. Their financial problems at the end of the day is just beginning. This has been nothing but lawlessness in the capital here in Canada. the ignorance of these occupiers. And it looks like they're going to get a what for. And if I haven't said this, I do support this federal emergency as well. I would even supported it if it even involved the military, which it hasn't. But I support it 100%. down there, you get arrested, that's your problem. You were told to leave, you were asked to leave, because the carnival is over. Carnival has packed up and left. They took the big, well, they didn't take the big tents, they, you know, you know, they left the trash. You know, in the, in the other trash, two of them are still in jail. Absolutely pathetic. But at the end of the day, you know, there is going to be a lot, a lot of answers are going to be demanded by the city of Ottawa, even the citizens of Ontario. I mean, we are, we are under a provincial, 
emergency order. Premier Doug Ford. And he said, we're here, whatever they need. Then another whole week goes by into another weekend of lawlessness. Inflatable jumpy castles, hot tubs, candy floss and candy apples, the big tents, and all the circus folks. It's going to be a lot of questions. I'm telling you that right now. There's going to be a lot of people are going to need to answer. People are going to need to answer to this. And at the provincial level, the municipality level, and the federal level. And it's going to take a long time to comb through it. It ain't going to happen overnight. It ain't going to happen in a week. So like I said, all the funding from every single GoFundMe, whether it is GoFundMe to give, send, go, and the cryptocurrency, and any other form of funding, all like that has all been stopped. Bank accounts frozen. And when, when, when these GoFundMes, you know, whether they're in the United States or anywhere else in the world, you know, got this attitude that, oh, we don't recognize Canadian laws. We, we're just going to keep sending this money and all like that. It's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. It's not how it works. And yes, we can freeze that money. And yes, we can freeze bank accounts. Banks work under the are federal are federal uh, regulated. Doesn't matter who's prime minister. Doesn't matter what government is running the country. Banks are federally regulated. And when there is a federal emergency act and acted. Banks can freeze your assets. They can freeze your accounts. There's nothing you can do about it. So it's a clear message to these people who run these GrowFundMe's or GrowFundMe's or whatever the hell you want to call them. Nothing you can do. And people lost their money. You know, that's that's your problem. People donated to this under the impression. You know, to help support the truckers. Others, far-right extremists, 
They know what they were doing. They know who they were supporting. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you lost your money, well, I guess you'll uh, maybe think twice about supporting an occupation again. It pulled the wolves over a lot of people's eyes, and that's a real shame. Like I said, they didn't pull the wool over my eyes because I knew of them. I knew of these organizers. And I thought when they started this, like I said, when I started started this grow this this, this GoFundMe. And uh, what a bunch of fools. What a bunch of fools. You're going to give them this money and you're going to give it to the far-right extremists. You're going to give it to the far-right radicals. You're going to give it to the far-right separatists. And that's where that money was going. <laughs> yeah, well. When you look at the... Uh, I was watching a little bit of it uh, on the... On the news today, watching the uh, the police action. All those vehicles that you saw, all those barricades that you saw, are gone. Why are people still there? I don't. I don't know. I don't understand why they're still there. I don't know why. I, I don't know. The carnival packed up and left. And if people even don't like it, you know, um, Right now, what they're doing down there in Ottawa, these protests are still there. It's actually illegal to even to be in that vicinity. So it's all over and done except for the crying and all these mandates and restrictions are already moving forward. Today's what, the 19th of February? March 1st? All the restrictions will be lifted. Except for the masking part, which would be by probably just after the March break here in Ontario. But even that, like I said, even that wasn't even good enough. You know, people like that, I mean, protesters like that, nothing ever 
satisfies them. Nothing. You're never satisfied. Because there's always something else. Because they're never satisfied. So like I said, people around the world, you know, you're weighing in on something you know nothing about. I just, I just laugh at it. It's like, it's all I can do. I just laugh at you. Thinking you don't even have a clue. You have no clue. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this evening. It is now what nine? Yeah. Almost 9.15 p.m. here in southern Ontario, Canada. It's going to be another cold one tonight. I think it's going to feel somewhere. I think it's going to be something like minus 17 with a wind chill of about minus 22. And then by mid-afternoon tomorrow, it's going to jump almost 21 degrees. It's going to be like on the plus side tomorrow by afternoon. So we'll get through all this stuff and everything else like that. So, oh, this idiot back on here again. This guy, you know, this guy pisses me off. You know, just ignore this idiot because he comes on here and this is what he does, right? You know, this guy is nothing but an idiot. You know, uh, this guy's just unbelievable. You're absolutely unbelievable. What did I tell you before? You know, just ignore this guy, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's just so fucking ignorant, it isn't funny. You know? It's unbelievable. He got, he goes on he goes on shows and, and does this all the time, right? You know, this is this is what it is, right? So, you know, this guy this guy's just nothing but this guy's just nothing but an idiot. So Michael Keefe for the KKK, yeah, you know, whatever. And this guy's just you know, you're an idiot. You know that? You know, you come on here and you think you're just going to just fuck up my show like this? You're absolutely off your rocker. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You know, just, you know, this guy's just, just nothing but an idiot. Nothing but an idiot. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Anyways. I'll let you go there, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your evening and, uh, we're going to move on to uh, new and exciting things here on the show. And uh, just just wanted to break the news to you that the uh, Karen Carnival is uh, 
has left town and they're just cleaning up the rest of the mess and uh we'll move on here and we'll get back to uh back to normal and and stuff like that the next few weeks and uh everything will be all good so you guys uh thank you for joining me and you know sorry about this ignorance on here this is just freaking unbelievable you know but uh anyways um thank you for joining me and um enjoy like i said enjoy your weekend and that and uh we will talk soon again and um i'm sure there's gonna be um you know some more announcements about um uh lifting uh lifting these re uh restrictions and stuff like that so uh we can just go about uh our everyday um normal lives here across the province of Ontario and like I said other uh, other provinces are, are are doing their doing their things so we're just moving right along here so again thank you for joining me and uh, thank your doctors and nurses out there ladies and gentlemen for for, for everything that it, they have done uh, throughout this whole pandemic and that so uh they're the real heroes here absolutely they really are so and our of course um our, our paramedics our fire departments police departments you know they're they're the people who are on the front lines that's who they are so thank them, support them. That's who you need to support. So we will talk again. I'm gonna come back out tomorrow, probably be about 8 p.m. again in that, um, I don't know if this is, uh, you know what really ticks me off right here, right now, is that I should be able to, I don't know if be able to do this. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I can't. Uh... Yeah, that's just, uh, that's just really ignorant, ladies and gentlemen, so just ignore that. So that's not what my show's about. I don't support that bullshit. So you know who I am. So again, have a good night. Take care. Be safe. Stay out of trouble.